everybody, get out. It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going now. Welcome to the Space Jam. Nice. I like 1930s edition of Space Jam. That's awesome. It's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. Oh, thank you for that stirring introduction, Billy Robinson. Hey, guys. I'm Chris. And that's Dan. And today we're going to be reviewing... Well, what else? We're going to be reviewing Space Jam. We're going to take a trip back to our childhoods, back to 1996. How old were you when this came out? Uh, I'd be 13 then. Yeah, I would be uh, 12. Awesome. So this is definitely going to be a throwback to the childhood. I'm pretty sure this came out around my birthday, and this was like the birthday thing. You know, gather your friends, go to the movies. Hey, it's time to see Space Jam. Uh, I got this idea to review this movie because I had just gotten Amazon Prime, and I saw somebody on Facebook be like, oh my god, Space Jam's on Amazon Prime. And I was like, okay. So I know what movie we're reviewing next week. I actually own the original VHS copy of this to this day. Unfortunately, it's at my parents' house, so I don't have access to it. I believe my sister has it somewhere upstairs. Yes. So uh, the cool thing about Space Jam, like, it's a great childhood movie, but it's also kind of like a a pseudo-biopic for Michael Jordan. Yeah, the first, first, like, 10, 15 minutes is, like, his whole childhood through... His his retirement. His first retirement. Yeah. So the movie starts off with young Michael Jordan playing basketball outside of his house in the middle of the night. And his dad wakes up and he's like, come on, man. Don't do that. He's like, I want to shoot one more, daddy. It's night, boy. Yeah. I want to shoot one more, daddy. All right, one more. And then he makes like three baskets in a row. And his dad's like, all right, just go ahead and shoot till you miss. And he just makes every basket. And he's telling them he's going to go to college. And he's going to play for the NBA. And then when he retires, he's going to play baseball, just like his dad. That's a real sport. And now, cut to montage. Yes. The opening credit sequence is uh, one of the best opening credit sequences in any movie. Because it's basically, hey, here's Michael Jordan's entire life story from growing up and playing basketball in college all the way until his first retirement. Which is good because it's a really long opening credits. <laughs> yeah, and I like how they credit Bugs Bunny in the beginning, and then it's like, okay, now here's all the real people that are going to be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah so um, the, the, the actual movie after the credits starts off at the 1993 press conference where Jordan's announcing his retirement, and he's happy that his, his dad got to see him play his last game. His dad was killed. Yeah. So now he's going to follow his dreams and become a baseball player. But as we're doing that, we're going to take a trip into space. Because and then start panning up. When the press conference isn't even over. He's being <laughs> asked, what are you going to What are you gonna play? He's like, well, I was a pitcher as a kid, but I don't think I can do that no more. Yeah, so he's going to play the outfield. And uh, we're going to take a trip over to Moron Mountain, which is not an insulting name at all for if you own the place. Uh, apparently Moron Mountain is just a little past the moon. Yep, past the moon to the right. Yeah, which is, you know, your typical Looney Tune directional facility. Don't bring me here anymore, all right? Yeah, it's a it's a struggling theme park with stubborn-ass little punk kids who don't like the attractions. Don't bring Although, me here anymore, all right? Don't bring me here anymore, <laughs> all right? You know what? To be fair, though, if I went on a ride where part of the ride, like, blasted the <laughs> blasted me and I almost got killed, I'd probably be pissed off, too. 
I think it was supposed to happen. <laughs> Don't bring me here anymore, all right? So we meet uh, Swackhammer, and he's voiced by none other than Danny DeVito, which is friggin' awesome. And he wants to do something to spice up his attractions. He needs a new attraction. He needs something. something Nutty. Something loony? Uh, Yeah, and he sits down on on his... His his gigantic cartoon ass sits down on the remote and somehow turns the TVs on to, like, 35 different episodes of Looney Tunes at the same time. They're all good ones, too. So he's like, all right, go bring me the Looney Tunes. Well... What if they can't come? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, they're from Earth. Oh, yeah, that, that guy's supposed to be dumb, or is he supposed to be stoned, or both? <laughs> Maybe both. He's like the he's like the Pauly Shore alien. Which is funny, because he becomes the Sean Bradley character. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he's actually funnier once he gets like that. <laughs> so he, uh... He says, you're going to make them come. And then they're laughing maniacally because they're the bad guys. Maniacal and then we, laugh. Maniacal laugh. And then we cut down to Michael Jordan playing for the Barons. Uh, Birmingham Barons. <laughs> and he's a swing and a miss. And then, <laughs> like other catchers, just ch- chatting him up like, hey, thanks for signing that basketball. I'm a hero now. All right. By the curve way, ball. don't swing. It's a curveball. It don't <laughs> swing. That's so funny. He's trying to basically – other team's catcher is trying to feed him pitches because this entire sequence is just everybody kissing Michael Jordan's ass. Even though he's not playing well, which this is not <laughs> – this is totally not true because by the time Michael Jordan went back to the NBA, he was pro- most likely going to be playing for the White Sox by the end of that season. Yeah. So when doing- he first started, it was pretty rough. But then he got into the swing of things pretty pretty well, and they said, yeah, he probably would have been called up that season. But he's like, nope, gotta play basketball again. <laughs> but I like how <laughs> when he goes back in, they're all cheering for him. You know, that was a strikeout, Mike. That was a good looking strikeout. Yeah, I mean, man. Me, I mean, me when I strike out, it's ugly. But you. <laughs> it's just so funny how they're all just kissing his ass. Good hustle, Michael. Good hustle. And now we meet Stan, played by Newman. Yep. And Stan is the new publicist for the Barons, and he's here to make... He's here to basically be Michael Jordan's bitch. <laughs> and, of course, he's a big fat guy, so he's going to be comedic relief. He's going to fall over and stuff. And nobody does anything. Like, he falls into the dugout, and everybody just kind of, like, looks and does absolutely nothing. Yeah, Michael just looks up to see if there's something wrong with the roof or something. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you okay? No, he's just, uh, how would Scott Steiner put it? Oh. Fat! <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> so, big spaceship flies overhead. They're like, what the hell was that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, crashes into the ground and flies through a giant Warner Brothers symbol. It's which is... The center of the Earth. Yep. And that's where the Looney Tunes live. And we're in the middle of a classic Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd chase sequence where Bugs talks to the camera and apologizes to help you right with us. But the alien's door lands on Elmer Fudd's head. And these tiny little guys come out. They're like, we want the one they call Bugs Bunny. And it's like, oh, yeah. And now another classic Looney Tunes bit. So does he uh, have big ears like this? Yeah. Does, does he does bounce he, around like this? 
Yeah. Does he say what's up, Doc, like this? Yeah. What's up, Doc? Never yeah. heard of him and walks away. Aww. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, man, there are there is no intelligent life out there in the universe. And then LOL laser blast because, <laughs> oh, they're actually not that stupid. The guns are bigger than they are. <laughs> they're just giant ray guns. Don't move a muscle. Oh, yeah, the like, little pink one with the little girly voice. And now like back the, to what what is Michael doing? He's being driven home by Stan. Yeah. And this is totally not his house when he was in Birmingham because there is an ESPN 30 for 30 about when Michael Jordan played baseball and we saw his house in that. So you lied to me, Space Jam. You lied. <laughs> it's also funny that his entire family uses their real names in real life, but they're all played by actors. They're all actors, yep. Yeah, and now and we're meeting. Of course, meet- he has a, a bulldog named Charles. Yeah, is he named after Charles Barkley because it looks like him? Which is hilarious. <laughs> I like how his, his one son is really sad because he's only batting like a little over 600 now. Oh, yeah, because he went two <laughs> for five and he dropped like 36 points, and so now he only does like 620 something. Yeah, jeez. Whereas on the news, Michael's batting like almost less than 200. There's like 214, which is. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Jim Rome. <laughs> I love I love what a dick he is too in the report. Oh God, Michael, what was that? <laughs> so terrible. He's just like, oh, you kids shouldn't be watching this. This is bad TV. Here, watch the Looney Tunes. Me, me, me doesn't. Yeah. But Porky interrupts the cartoon because they have an emergency cartoon characters union meeting. So they just abandon it. Like, just leave. Which is why like, Cody drops the anvil, and then, of course, he gets skyrocketed by the tightrope. <laughs> and like, the little kid's like, dang, where'd they go? Where'd they go? <clears throat> so now they're in their union meeting. Bugs is all tied up. Daffy just got out of the shower. He's like, all right, so these little guys have announced that they're <laughs> going to be taking us prisoner. And nobody's impressed, and everybody's mocking them. And, of course, Yosemite Sam pulls out a gun. So they blast him, and now everybody puts their hands up. I love how small he is after, like, the beard and hair <laughs> is gone. He gets it's away. It's funny, because he's, he's a small character in general. He's all hair. <laughs> I love Yosemite Sam. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, shit. In fact, um, a long time ago, back when we had our old Chevy Blazer, we actually got Yosemite Sam mud flaps because I was such a big fan. Your Siobhan Blazer. Yes, my Siobhan Blazer. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who Siobhan is, listen to the Club Kayfabe podcast, our wrestling podcast. You'll know exactly who Siobhan is. Chef he's one of our Chevrolet. most loyal. He's one of our most loyal listeners, but he has an unhealthy obsession with Eva Marie that pisses everybody off. Mostly me, but I do it all in good spirit. But anyway, uh, no all red on this show. Let's, uh, uh, let's so Bugs is like, you know, you got to give us a chance. And like, no, we don't. And so that he grabs the book about how to draw cartoons, and he puts a piece of paper in it says, "Give them a chance to defend themselves." Yeah, he and turns he crosses it out capture. the draw on the cover and writes, <laughs> writes "capture" or whatever. Aw, do we have to? Yeah, yeah it's, it's in the whole book. <laughs> all right, so then he has like his little general Patton moment. Yes. Well, and they're all like, uh, let's challenge him to a, 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 a spelling bee. Elmer Fudd wants a bowling tournament, and Sylvester just wants to eat Tweety. So nobody has any good ideas. 
I love it because they, they visualize it for you. <laughs> hey, we're gonna do is gonna sneak in there when the old lady's gone, and then we're gonna eat the damn bird. <laughs> like, oh jeez. <laughs> so, uh, they all agree that with their weaknesses, they have short arms and short legs. They're l- tiny little guys who can't jump very high. So, how about basketball? But th- none of them, of course, know what it is. So they play this hilarious, like. 1950s instructional video that you would see in like a classroom. Basketball is a great game. It's yeah, cutting edge. It's narrated by Billy Robinson. <laughs> hey everybody, it's basketball. Here it is in the NBA. Are you find the best players in the world? And they're like, oh hell yeah. So they they dress up like Tom Baker. <laughs> and go sneak into a Knicks game. With Tom Castellaneta and then Patricia Eaton oh, yeah. next to them. <laughs> Homer Simpson's trying to watch the damn game. They're interrupting him. I thought you were going to get better seats this but year. Deborah is messing with him. <laughs> this yeah. dude, guy is doing something really weird in his raincoat. <laughs> and it is a Knicks versus Phoenix Suns game. Yep. And remember, this is 1995, 94, 95 area. So that means yeah. Charles Barkley was on the Phoenix Suns. And yep. then that's what Dan Castle notices. Oh, Barkley's killing us. I'm like, oh, someone's hey, killing someone out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's him. That's the killer. So now the orange dude is going to take him. <clears throat> and the power forward has his talent sucked out as he kind of like melts into this little goo, travels up through him, and then hides the talent in the basketball. I got his talent. Yep. But we're not done yet because Patrick Ewing is playing too, and we need him. Purple guy so, takes him. Yeah. So now we got Patrick Ewing. No, uh, Patrick Ewing's the green one because he's got the buzz cut. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The purple one's Larry Johnson. Yes. Uh, so then, so then, you know, they take those and they're like, "Oh, so weird." And then, uh, and now they can't even, play. Their oh yeah, we barely see what happens to them because they happen like. Because, like, Michael's in a hotel room. I guess they're on the road or something like that. Yeah. And he's, like, talking to his wife on the phone. And then he's seeing on the news that, like, Muggsy Bogues and Larry Johnson and Sean Bradley. Muggsy Bogues just, like, has a seizure. And then Sean Bradley is just stumbling all over the place. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I retired when I did. And that's when Stan shows up and does the whole <laughs> the whole every Michael sponsor ever speech. <laughs> put on your hands and your... <laughs> put, up your put on your hands. Lace up your Nikes, take your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll grab a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. <laughs> like, goddamn. All right, we get it. Michael Jordan's got sponsors. That'd be like in, a, in the Brock Lesnar movie when they order Jimmy John's halfway through. Man, I love his Jimmy John's. <laughs> yeah! So do I. <laughs> I actually do like Jimmy John's, but... I've never had Jimmy John's. <clears throat> They're a great delivery service if they deliver to your address, but the one in Lancaster does not deliver to our address, so we would only have to be able to – we'd have to go there and just get it as carryout, which is fine, except that sandwich delivery is just so awesome. I can order it in my underwear, and I just have to put on pants for when they arrive. I know, like, when you were still in Florida, you were, like, across the street, right? <laughs> well, that different story, but <laughs> – well, like a mile away. I could have conceivably walked there, but it was hot, and I didn't want to. It's hot, guys. Jeez. All right. I understand. It's fucking hot here. It's hot here. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, Michael's little uh, his little hotel speech. Uh, but is it 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So he sees that Muggsy and and Larry and and Sean Bradley are in there. Uh, I don't remember like the sequence of it, but there's the the freaking the, the the Lakers players refuse to go into the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> and freaking Del Harris, the coach, is like, "What's going on?" And then, like, freaking out, out of all of them, the best actor was Vladi Divac, who wasn't even born in this country or speak the language. <laughs> That's why it's funny, though. <laughs> he does like the best job in the entire movie of all the NBA players. It's freaking Vladi Divac. I love Michael Jordan's awkward acting, though. It actually makes the movie fun. A few times, like a few times, you're like, "Oh man, he's really good." And then a few times you're like, wow, he is God, bad. he's really bad. And then, uh, then the rest of the time you're just like, he is good enough. Yeah. So uh, we're, now we transition into one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie where where Jordan's playing golf with Larry Bird and Bill Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray's talking to the ball. I am the ball. Its thoughts are my thoughts. And then uh, he's just like, ah. That was a good shot, and then Larry Burgess completely shows him up. But the whole time, Bill Murray's like, you know, the M- we got to face what's happening with the NBA. They're going to need some new players. So, uh, you think I got a shot? No. Well, it's because I'm white, isn't it? No? Larry's, Larry's white? No, Larry's clear. <laughs> uh, there's, a couple of, there's a couple of good jokes in this movie for the adults. Yeah. Uh, my other favorite one's coming up pretty soon. But uh, Jordan hits his shot, and then we see Bugs underneath with the... With a magnet. Of yeah. Things. Yeah. Oh, and I for- we forgot to mention that now the Monstars actually used the... Uh, initiated the talent, I guess. So now they all look like... They are, they are the Monstars. They're all giant monsters that look like the basketball player, which they ripped off. Yeah. That's why Bugs is going for help. Also because... Nope. Also because nobody else... In all of Looney Tune Land, knows how to play basketball. The only one who claims so is Daffy, and all he's more interested in doing is dressing up. I'm partial to the purple and gold. Of course he is. So uh, Jordan gets sucked down the hole, and (laughs) right as Dan's taking a picture, Bill Murray just rips the camera out of his hand and throws it. Don't point that at me and close the shutter. Yeah. So. Jordan is now in Looney Tune land, and they do all their typical Looney Tune stuff to him, including stamping A-OK on his bald head. We need your help! I'm a baseball player now. Right, and I'm a Shakespearean actor. Meanwhile, Stan's trying to, like, <laughs> figure out where Michael went. Meanwhile, and they just Bill Murray there. and Larry, Larry Bird just walk away. <laughs> I hope Mike's okay, but, you know, we gotta move on. I think he just wanted to get away from that Stan character. Uh, you know what? I don't think we weren't in the, uh, in the mental mood to uh, putt there, so I'm gonna give us twos on that hole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so, uh, so they leave, and uh, now Jordan's realizing that their facility sucks, but they fix it up. But he can't. <laughs> And the monsters show up. They uh, harass him a little bit. And he's like, all right, well, I need my gear because he's wearing his Met golf Lola boots. Bunny during this. Did we meet her yet? Yeah. When they're after the spit shine and before the monsters show up. Oh, right. She shows up. Yeah, she's the only one that. You guys want to play I- ball? And Bug's like, I'll let you play with my balls. And then. 
Yeah, he pretty much is a pervert during all this, he, which is he gets funny a boner so hard his entire body wants dead. <laughs> but he called her doll, and nobody ever calls her doll. She like slam dunks right in his face hole, and then she just leaves. Yep. And like, are you gonna help us with the basketball game? And then yeah, <laughs> the monsters show up and they make fun of Jordan, and he's like, Baldy. He's like, okay, let's play. And he's, of course, I love the attention to detail because they, like, beat him up, right? They, like, roll him into a ball and dunk him or whatever. Yeah. And I love the attention to detail because he's still only wearing one shoe. (laughs) Because when he was sucked down the golf hole, he lost one of his shoes. Yep. So he's like, okay, let's play. And then he falls over because he's wearing wearing spikes because he was golfing. (laughs) So, like, ooh, okay. But you we guys ha- gotta so go to the house and get my stuff. Yeah. And don't forget my North Carolina shorts. I wear them underneath my bull shorts every game. Hey, Ugh. I washed them. Sure. <laughs> so, along goes Philip J. Fry and Perry the Platypus. Oh, sorry. It's Bugs and Daffy, but they're voiced by Billy West and D. Bradley Baker in this movie. Yeah. They arrive at the house. Uh, Daffy gets attacked by Charles. Because he wants who's to out his back. Yeah. <laughs> who's out in his doghouse and then Daffy gets into the house and somehow Charles also gets into the house into a closet into the in the house <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> so they find his shoes and they're like we forgot about the shorts where are the shorts they open a door Charles has the shorts <laughs> you know you ever see any money from all those like stuff with our pictures on it no yeah me neither man we better get new agents we're getting screwed <laughs> yeah so they start fighting with the dog, and then, oh, the kids are here. Yep. All little kids save the day. And then Bugs is like, Bugs like goes into like that I'm an adult talking to kids mode, where he's trying to be like all happy to the kids. <laughs> but don't tell anybody that your dad's playing a very special game. Like, okay. And now he's finally ready to play. Meanwhile, Stan's like, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Stan's digging the biggest hole. Oh, earlier the guy's like, "What are you doing?" Ah, fixing a divot. Oh, oh. he's fixing a divot. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he has a big, huge hole that you could tell was clearly cleared out with a freaking backhoe because there's a there's freaking a perfect backhoe-sized gouge right <laughs> down the middle. You know, the funniest part is that he's digging through the ground. He saw Michael get sucked down the hole, and then he's nowhere near the hole. Yeah, and then so then Bugs and Daffy are passing by in the night. He's like, "I have a great idea for the team, the Ducks." Oh please! What kind of Mickey Mouse organization would call their team the Ducks? <laughs> the uh, Mickey Mouse organization. What? Ah, uh, so Michael's got his gear. He's ready to play. He impresses Stan so much that Stan wants to help. <laughs> he just benches him. Stan just shows up. He got through. and. Uh, now we've got my uh, my favorite scene in the whole movie because we're we're seeing what's happening with the uh, the other players. Charles Barkley's just kind of walking the street. Oh, basketball Jones! <laughs> basketball Jones with freaking Chris Rock. He's just walking the street, and a bunch of girls are playing basketball. So he joins them, and he sucks so bad they just think he's some wannabe that looks like Charles Barkley. Break out, wannabe! So they're doing all these tests, 
to them. They're uh, they're putting them through CAT scanners. They're in the they're in the hospital. <laughs> they're they're seeing they're getting psychiatric help. Patrick, is there any other area other than basketball as you find yourself unable to perform? No. <laughs> I just like the way he sits up and looks at him. No. Because he's a notorious uh, uh, poon hound. <laughs> and then uh, Sean Bradley's talking about how he's going to go back and work on a farm or go back and be a missionary. And then Muggsy's like, you t- t- trying to say I'm kind of disrespecting my mama? Because I love my I mama. Didn't, I didn't say that, Muggsy. You did. <laughs> I love my mama. And I like how Charles Barkley's in the chapel praying. <laughs> I'll never swear. I'll never get another technical. I'll, I'll never go out with Madonna again. <laughs> Oh, that seems so funny. It's funnier when you're an adult because you understand it better. Like, I kind of followed basketball when I was 12 years old. Like, I knew who the players were, but I didn't know anything like that. Like, I didn't know he was dating Madonna. I just knew that. In fact, for a while, the only thing I knew about Charles Barkley was he had a Super Nintendo game called Shut Up and Jam. He did. It's called Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Yep. But, but I never played it because I was addicted to NBA Jam at the You're time. Terrible. Shut up and jam, Chris. I never. Ha- I also never played Shaq Fu, but I that's have, a different I story. I had it on the Sega Genesis. Nice. Bruh. Basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Got a basketball Jones, yep. oh, baby. Ooh. Ooh. So now it's and now, time for the big game, the yeah. ultimate well, game. Well, first of all, the NBA season's canceled. Oh, yeah. But I love how they mentioned David Stern earlier in the movie, and then it's just some nameless guy that, that cancels the season. Yeah. Um, it says he's, like, on behalf of the directors or whatever, so. We have to – meanwhile, they're, like, tarping the entire Great Western Forum. Yep. So now it's time for the ultimate game. They're all getting ready in the locker room. Swaghammer's got this super VIP seat where he took over an entire bleacher section. And it's it has pump a up the jam. Pump it up. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and now we are ready to play. So they announced the starting lineup, which is so funny because you see ever really think that the Looney Tunes are all ridiculously short characters until they announce all their heights. At uh, two feet, whatever, and then, like, Bugs <laughs> is the tallest one because of his ears. Right. Four feet if you include the ears. I like how nobody cheers when Daffy comes out. Thank you! Thank you! <laughs> Very funny. Let's all laugh at the duck. And then the player coach is Michael Jordan. He's like, <laughs> what the hell? Is he a Looney Tune? I don't know. <laughs> and I like how Marvin the Martian's the referee. Like, they gotta work him in somehow. Because he he would be um, unbiased, or he, he'd be he, the most he, yeah he would be the unbiased person there. He'd be the least biased. <laughs> Even though he totally kisses Jordan's ass later in the movie. Your royal airness. He's like, uh, it was it Sir Altitude? He called. Yeah, Sir Altitude. <laughs> Sir Altitude. So the first half is pretty embarrassing. Hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, hit him high, hit him low, hit him low, hit him low, hit him low. The first half is actually completely embarrassing. It's just the Monstars score so many points that it just says kind of one-sided, isn't it? Which we later find out it was 66-18. Yeah. Like, Jordan scores, 
a few times, but that's pretty much, and Lola scores, because they call her doll, but for the most part, they're just getting their asses handed to them. So Jordan comes up with this plan to uh, put water in a water bottle. Oh no, Bugs comes up with the plan, puts water in the water bottle, labels it Michael's Secret Stuff, and gives it to everybody. Oh, but then Stan, like, follows the monsters in their locker room and hides in a locker. <laughs> yeah. And he it's finds like, and he out that they stole the powers from the players, from the NBA players. But then they find him, and they beat him up. They blast him. Looks like Stan just had a close encounter with a bug zapper. <laughs> I also like during the first half when they pass the ball to Daffy as those of you, so he passes it to Granny on the bleachers. She was wide open. <laughs> so they're all pumped up on Michael's secret stuff. So it, uh, They're all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Yeah. So the next half, they're all making comebacks. They're starting to use their Looney Tune antics. They uh, they blow up the net. Wiley Kite blows up the net, and then when he confronts him, Elmer Foot and Yosemite Sam shoot out his teeth, Pulp Fiction style. Yeah, while well, Miser Lou is playing. Ah, <laughs> uh, this this part's so friggin' funny. They get the Pepe Le Pew joke in there. Um, everybody everybody gets their time to shine, and they do a big catch up, and then. After that quarter's and then done. The next thing you know, the Monstars have scored one point, and the freaking Toon Squad are like uh, are like two points behind. <laughs> right. The Swackhammer comes be- comes down. He uh, sweetens up the deal. And instead of taking the Looney Tunes capture, he's going to take Jordan capture. And the deal is, if you guys lose, you give the NBA players their talent back. But if you win, you get me. And he's got this big plan where he's going to have them play one on one. And just sign autographs all day, but it'll be chained up and I'll always lose. So he shakes hands and he tells him to just crush him. Crush him. Mega death style. So now no one's playing fair. Everybody's getting hurt. The funny thing and is, no one's scoring either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like during certain parts of this part of the game where uh, the big blue one starts getting all the funny lines, like the little the little mouse character from the old Looney Tune cartoons that would talk too much and annoy everybody is like having this nice conversation. I really like basketball. I bet I you're, you're really good, good at basketball. You're really tall at basketball. I'm really small. And he's just sitting there like going uh-huh. with it. He's like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, with a big smile on his face. Then he just dribbles the ball into the mouse. And then they need to come in their player, and all they have is Stan. All they have is Stan. So he uh, he undresses out of his sweatsuit and trips. And, of course, he gives the speech like, I'm going to be on him, like, cheap suit, like Stan <laughs> on rice. <laughs> and, of course, he falls over taking his pants off. Of course. He's a fat guy. He's the comedic relief. Well, he's in the game. He's wide open, so they pass him the ball, and then he gets crushed into a pancake. In a pancake that is way fatter than he is. Yes, but that's okay because this is Looney Tune land, so we can just pump him back up. And I like what 10 seconds on the clock, Jordan's like, oh, thanks for telling me this, guys. <laughs> when he could have been playing along with all these antics. But now uh, this is when Marvin the Martian <laughs> kisses his ass and simultaneously tells him that you need to find a new player. Or you're going to forfeit with 10 seconds to go with yeah. like a one-point deficit. <laughs> Yeah, plus they're on defense anyway, but whatever. But no! Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't know Dan Aykroyd was in this picture! And like, How did you get here? He's like, oh, producer's a friend of mine, which is funny because Ivan Reitman did it. He actually is friends with the producer. But I love how he doesn't know any of the Looney Tunes' names. He's like, duck, pass the ball to the girl bunny, and then she'll pass it to the guy bunny. 
And then Michael's like, uh, we're on defense. He's like, oh, I don't oh. do defense. Yeah. All right, somebody just steal the ball and give it to me. All right, that works. That's good. Don't forget <laughs> That's fine because he forms he formulates a secret plan with Daffy. So as soon as the as soon as the bell rings, and they pass the ball to the orange dude, Daffy gut checks them, loses the ball. Murray gets it, dribbles a little bit. They do the full pass while in the slowest ten seconds ever. It's like, oh god, it's like the friggin' Goku Frieza fight in Dragon Ball Z, where he's like, the plan's gonna blow up in five minutes, and then the fight goes on for like twelve more episodes. It's the longest five minutes ever. Of course. <laughs> He's just counting it down. I'm going left. I'm going left. I'm going left. I'm going left. Never yeah. trust the earthling. <laughs> Murray's so damn funny. And, of course, Jordan makes the winning basket by pulling out the Looney Tunes stop by stretching his arm. He jumps at half court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He jumps at half court. They grab on. They grab onto his waist to slow his momentum. So he's just like, "Oh, screw it! I'm a Looney Tune now." <laughs> and he slam dunks the he slam dunks the ball. The Tunes win. And then he congratulates Bill Murray after his ten seconds of play. He's like, "No, I need to retire." Undefeated, <laughs> untied. <laughs> he's got to go ice down his knees, and he's limping away from his ten seconds in the game. Uh, that scene only got funnier as I got older. <laughs> And that's why I love Bill Murray. <laughs> so uh, he congratulates all his pals, and then Stan reminds me he's got to go play baseball. But first things first, the Monstars take out their boss because they realize that they only took orders from him because he was bigger than them. But then they have to get little again because they got to give the talent back. And they want to stay and be Looney Tunes. Well, we'll see about that. Are you guys but, learning enough? Learning enough? And <laughs> do the whole montage. <laughs> so Stan drops <laughs> drops Jordan off in a big-ass spaceship. Yeah, in the Monstar spaceship from earlier. Yeah. Then. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan. He gets his big ovation. I believe I can fly. <laughs> and then we're back to the gymnasium where the other players are there. It's like, guys, we suck. My grandmother played better than me. Said Larry Johnson. <laughs> well, he did challenge his grandmama. Grandma <coughs> Johnson, who even made so. an appearance on freaking uh, Family Matters. I love Muggsy, though. At least you guys are still tall. Now I'm nobody. I'm just another short guy. <laughs> oh, Muggs. But, but Jordan shows up with the, with the ball that looks like something out of Star Trek. What's something out of Star Trek? He tells him, just touch the ball if you want your talent back. You guys did everything else. Just do it. Come on, yeah. Pat. Come on, Pat. I love how he comes out and he's still talking trash. Like, what little game you guys did have. I know. What a dick. <laughs> but then they all get their talent back. They realize they can all play. And then when they're like, hey, Mike, play with us. He's like, no, nah, I got to go play baseball now. After all the trash talking, he's like, no, nah, I don't play anymore. And then so they like, try. They said, oh, he says you don't got it no more. Well, I guess there's one way to find out. And then it's boom, comeback time. 1995, comeback. We're number 45 because they because they uh, retired 23 while he was gone. It's I guess he just can't have his number so back. He can't have his number until they, they go through official channels. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Bill Murray's just sitting there all sad. With Larry. <laughs> it could have been me, Larry. Bill, it's over. It's a man's game, and you can't play. Let's go, Bulls! <laughs> uh, and that is Space Jam. 
Uh, I still love this movie. Like, looking at it as an adult now, it's it's obvious how cheesy and corny it is, but it doesn't matter because it was a staple of my childhood. Like, I think it was put together rather well because it, you get your live-action moments at the beginning, and I would think like as a kid you'd start to get bored, but then, bam, that's when the Looney Tunes come back. And it's, the crazy it's, stuff it's booked happens. very well. It was booked the, very well. Booked. It was booked very well. But yeah, no, like they, they mix everything up pretty pretty well. Even as a kid I wasn't bored at certain scenes. Like it's a very fast paced movie. There's a lot of there's a lot of cuts and changes, a lot of short scenes, so it's built to appeal to a kid, but there's enough adult humor to really make the movie fun. And I think it still holds up well, especially considering that we already talked about Jordan's questionable acting at some points, but the interactions with the cartoon characters are all done very well and very realistically, so I give them a lot of credit for that. Yep. Uh, here's some fun facts about good old Space Jam here. Um, the original website is still online, and it looks exactly the same as it did in 1996. Yeah. I saw yes, the, about that on, like, a, on like the chive or something. Yeah. Um, the North Carolina shorts is a real thing. That was his good luck charm. Yep. He wore those up. On every game. <clears throat> um, we, the movie was based off of a Nike ad, which involves Bugs and Michael Jordan playing basketball against Marvin the Martian and his alien henchmen. In order to keep Michael Jordan happy while filming, Warner Brothers built him his own basketball court. Yes, we talked about how they, they referenced to the Converse commercial with Larry Johnson and his grandmama. Uh, Lola Bunny's debut. She ended up becoming a regular on the new Looney Tunes show, which was very underappreciated. It was basically the return of the Looney Tunes, but with a lot of modern, modern jokes. And it was kind of like uh, they're not the same, but at the same time they were. They were what the Looney Tunes would be like in this day and age. And I haven't seen a lot of it, but it really is a very underappreciated show. I don't think it airs anymore, or they don't make new episodes, but it's probably still out there. I'd recommend checking it out if you can. Um, Noel Blank, which is Mel Blank's son, was originally going to do all of the Looney Tune male character voices, just like his father would have. But he couldn't agree on a contract, so they hired four other people to do it instead. Which is how Billy West became like half of the characters now. Pretty much, yeah. Um, the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey is floating in space when we're approaching Moron Mountain. Um, the Monstars species are called Nerdlux, never once mentioned in the movie, but that is their official names. And, speaking of names, they all have them, even though they are not said in the movie. The orange one is called Pound, which is, he's the fat one, he's the Cartman. Uh, the green one is called Bang. The purple one is called Knot. Oh no, the, or the magenta one is called Knot. That's the little one that ends up being Muggsy. The purple one is Bupkiss, and the blue one is Blanco. Or Blanco. And uh, that's pretty much all of the more interesting stats that you're going to find in this movie. Good stuff. Great childhood memories. Space Jam. Great times. Great Great friggin' soundtrack. (laughs) All right. So next week on Talkin' Talkies is when we're finally going to do Wet Hot American Summer. Yes, because it's supposed to be the Netflix series should be the next day. Yes. 
if they do change it again, oh, well, we're still doing Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to put it off again. And then after Wet Hot American Summer, it's back to school month in August. We got four films planned for back to school. Um, cool. it's, it's a mix of your college, high school, and one of them involves all the grades. All the grades. All the grades. So it'll be back to school month in August. And then we've got another plan for September, but we'll tell you what that is later on. So that was Space Jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam next week. Wet Hot American Summer. It is on the Netflix, so you have no excuse not to watch this. That is correct. Yes. Do it. Please do it. That's the point of the podcast. Until then, I am Chris. That is Dan. We'll see you next week for a wet, hot American summer. Bye.